Welcome to the podcast, Meet My Potential, where Deepa chats with leaders around the world once a week or simply shares her insights. This podcast is for those who aspire to meet their highest inner potential. Each episode brings you one simple tool that you can apply at work or in life. Hello and welcome to this episode on the courage of failure. I have with me a dear friend, Eric Cruzel, who works in an IT company in a big corporation. Welcome, Eric. Hello, Deepa. Welcome and happy to share my experience with you. Great. So failure is a topic that we all encounter every single day. We fail in many instances of our life. And courage of failure is something different. Tell us uh, a little bit, what is courage of failure for you? For me, uh, both words, courage and failure, are strongly linked. If you don't have the courage to take risk, if you stay in your uh, comfort zone, if you don't innovate or try to, for sure you have a few chances to fail, but you will also not get huge achievements, satisfaction, or uh, develop yourself. So majority of innovation started by the courage of failure with several attempts. I like sport and uh, I always think to people for instance, who have the courage to compete during, for instance, the Olympic Games. They train themselves during four years and the day D, for any, any reason, they can fail. So it's a deception, but four years later, they start another time, despite, and they don't know the result, and perhaps they will disappoint another time, their coach, family, friends. So for me, this is a courage of failure, is to try. Mm. I hear two things in what you're saying. One is uh, begin again when you fail, start all over again. And the second thing I hear is not being attached to the result. Go there, give it your best. It's okay if you fail. It's okay if you don't succeed. Exactly. Since we are young, it's like this. When you learn to do bike or walk, you you fall down several times, and at the end, you you succeed doing it. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. So all the life is like this because you change your job, you need to learn, you try. It's great that you have this vision of uh, learning to ride a bike and then you fall many times. And, you know, in the beginning, when you start to ride a bike, you have support wheels and you have people to support you and you fall, you get hurt and you get up and you try again. And somehow along the line, as we have grown up, we have lost that courage to try again. Yes. And the, the support is important because when you are young and you try to learn how to bike, you have support. And uh, even if you fail, it's not an important. There is no judgment. People let you try another time. When you are in your work, adult is not the same. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, when, yes. I, when I see babies in the park, we all go, oh, that's so cute. Oh, look at the child running around. We admire the child. And uh, we don't criticize the child that falls down. We say, oh my God, oh, the poor kid, he fell down. But when we make mistakes in organizations and when we fail, we're blamed, we're pointed fingers. Can you share a little of your personal story? How did you encounter failure at work and how did you live that? I have one which is uh, sensitive for me. So a few months ago, uh, I had to go in front of uh, assessors uh, during one day uh, in my company, running different exercises to get one more level grading in the company. So I'm already performing in my position and already at the level, but this is a mandatory step 
in the HR process with a yes-no decision. Right. Even uh, my long years of experience are not counting because you have 20 minutes to convince uh, people of your uh, capability. So for me, it was important because in, it was also a kind of recognition of where I am today uh, and a recognition of my capacity to do the job. So I started in the company at the lowest level, lowest position, and I climbed all the stairs to be manager today using my experience, learning by myself, project, etc. And I prepare this assessment as you prepare a competition. Uh, I read books, I discuss with colleagues, I did some business analysis. Uh, so this increased my, my workload. And the D-Day, I was uh, at the same time confident by the preparation I, I did before but with some piece of fear. It was a curious feeling on the two sides. You had prepared extremely well for a couple of months, and at the same time, fear was present on this day. Yes, okay. exactly. And uh, this is why very often I'm using the metaphor of sport, because it's like this. You can prepare as much as possible, but perhaps the D-Day, uh, your body or your material or your feeling uh, will put you in a situation you cannot perform. So two or three exercises went well, but at the end, the result was that I failed. So less than 20 minutes pushed me in another situation because it was not my uh, expectation, of course. But it was anyway a huge uh, deception, of course. How did you feel at that time? I was uh, thinking more on uh, people who uh, helped me and who uh, put confidence on me before than myself. It's uh, curious. I was thinking not um, in my image as a sense of ego. Uh, it was more uh, in the sense of uh, people will uh, think uh, uh, I'm not able to perform my work or to perform a simple exam. It was more like this. Mm -hmm. So we always have a lot of negative dialogues and we always have a lot of positive dialogues in our brain. And this is a time when you have a deception like this that the negative dialogues start to reinforce and start to get louder in our brain. What were some of those negative dialogues that you had? One of them I'm hearing you say is, I'm not capable. What were some others? I was thinking of the different result, if I succeed or if I fail. But I'm a positive people and I, I was prepared to have a negative uh, result, but perhaps not so much. And uh, I try to not put any reason or to move the fault on people or on processes. So I quickly move from a frustration to a resilience. Yes. We can stay in deception for a long time. Some people stay in deception for a few seconds and some people stay in deception for years together and anger and uh, blame and criticism. You move pretty quickly within a few days from frustration to resilience to what next? Yes. What helped you? The first thing I did, I got the result early in the morning. And despite the result, the temptation was to back home. But I thought I will be alone. 
I will think of any reason of my failure. I thought it was not a good way. So I decided to uh, go uh, at work as usual to face because, uh, yes, in the, in the case for me to face was a real world. Uh, my uh, manager, my team, some colleagues, because obviously all came to me asking for the result. So, but this is typically uh, the question, the courage of failure. I decided to have the courage to express to uh, people that I failed. And this was for me a way to move in a more uh, resilient or optimistic way. Despite some comments I received, a lot of people was more frustrated than me. <laughs> this is amazing. It was incredible, yes. So it's helped me because I, I don't fall in their comment. <laughs> this was amazing because it, the easy way will be, oh, yes, you're right. The pro, this process is not uh, adapted. You cannot, uh, we need to change our HR model and so on. No, 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 no. I, I didn't do that. Excellent. Yeah, so many times when we fail, we go back and we replay the event again and again in our brain and we think, oh, maybe I should have done it that way. Maybe I was standing this way. Maybe I said this too quickly. Maybe I didn't emphasize here or there. And we keep beating ourselves up. And one of the very first podcasts uh, for the listeners here is how hard are we on ourselves? The episode number one. So if you can go back and listen to it for listeners, we need to really be compassionate with ourselves and not beat ourselves up when we fail. That's the first and the most important thing. And that's exactly what Eric did is stay with it and not beat yourself up for it. And the second thing, Eric, I hear from you is face the people. And when you face the people and when you told them that I, I didn't get through and I am disappointed, express your feelings, you really open your doors to vulnerability. And that's how you allow people to come into your life. That's how you connect with people. That's how you build relationships. Rather than we're not robots, we have feelings. And when you include your feelings and you share that with people, then people start to empathize with you. And I guess that empathy went to a bit of sympathizing and people started talking about their own frustrations about the process. Your strength is inspiring to people. Yes, and uh, this is exactly what you are saying. Uh, this was, even with uh, my failure, at the end of the day, it was an incredible time for me because I received so many nice feedback, empathic feedback, that it was incredible, even more than if I had uh, succeeded. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's, uh, and because I was, uh, there were an emotional time, people express to me their view on me, their feeling that they will not have done in another case. <laughs> You're a living example of how to build connection through failure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> how did this impact your relationship with uh, the process? No, I think there is no impact today because as I said, uh, at least for my uh, professional life, uh, I'm still continuing uh, what I was doing before with the same confidence uh, on the team. Something I have a, a feeling is as I fail to the exam, I have the impression that for some people of my team, I'm no more... Uh, 
un extraterrestre or <laughs> a superman or uh, and the feelings oh eric also can uh, can fail you see what i mean so of for course. them it's yeah. curious as a as a feeling but this the week days after this increase my uh, relationship and personal relation with the team individual team <laughs> wow it basically brought you closer to your team people felt you're human and that you're a human mess just like everybody else <laughs> yes no it's uh, <laughs> this is why uh, i was able to move from uh, deception to uh, a new horizon because uh, due to this, just the feeling and the feedback uh, I receive and what I, I was able to build after. So. Excellent. So on one side, it increased the closeness, the proximity of your relationship with your team. They felt much closer to you. How did this impact your credibility in terms of what you deliver? I think my, my credibility is still there. I know by the feedback I'm receiving from my customer and my management. So this is for the professional life. Mm -hmm. And after, uh, more in personal life is the same because even my family or my daughter told me, but uh, dad, we know where you are and we, we know what you did for us and uh, what you already did during your professional career. So this is perhaps my nature. I want perhaps, or I'm looking perhaps for some recognition. But I do not need because uh, I already have from these people. But this is perhaps my uh, my nature. I need to to hear some recognition. Thank you for sharing that. We so often need to prove ourselves, and many of us, including myself, I know that if I am perfectionist in nature, and that's horrible <laughs> because I have to achieve, I have to go and get the next and learn the next thing. And it's a way of proving to myself that I'm good enough. It's a way of establishing my own sense of identity. And we all do that. And we push ourselves too much at times. Exactly. I think self-acceptance, recognizing that we are enough as we are, and we don't need to push ourselves. We do need to give our best, but we don't need to push ourselves all the time. We're good enough as we are. That's something very important. Exactly, yeah. Who I am. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> yes. What is one tip that you can give people when they fail? What have you learned the most? Yeah, I reflect on this. I have two. The first one if you fail, if you fail for something or trying something, this is because you try something. So you need to be proud. <laughs> because people who don't try to do something, they will never fail. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. what is the interest? <laughs> and the second is, um, this is just what we discussed before. For me, do not let the failure decreasing your credibility. Uh, reflect, learn, and continue with even more energy, and you will be stronger than before. I will perhaps pass uh, another time this exam, but I learn a lot and I will not manage the exam in the same way. And perhaps I will succeed next time. So for me, uh, failure is part of the life and uh, it's part of the learning. Thank you very much, Eric, for sharing uh, your insights with us. And also thank you for not, when you failed, for not closing yourself and saying, well, that's a stupid process. Well, uh, it wasn't a good day and giving excuses, but rather really being honest 
being very courageous and to talk openly because that's what allowed you to build relationships. That's what allowed you also to learn and come back with more energy. Exactly. It was a pleasure. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to know more how you can meet your potential, check out www.meetmypotential.com. That's www.meetmypotential.com. Join us again. And until then, stay cool.